Great to have you here this morning, everyone. Kids, how are we doing? Kids, any kids in here? Put your hand up if you're a kid. All right, we've done that. It's nice having you here. We're going to have fun this morning. I know you're thinking, oh, man, that guy's going to talk forever, and I'm going to get sleepy and hungry, and no, it's going to be fun. We're going to have games. We might even have some prizes. We might need some helpers. So I'm going to look for maybe some of the best listeners this morning to hand out some big prizes just for the kids. Grown-ups, we'll, we'll trust that you can be good listeners without prize bribery. But kids, we're going to look for good listeners, and maybe we got a couple prizes this morning. Just real quick before we dive into this, and what I'm going to need in a minute, not right now, kids, we're going to talk about the body of Christ today, how the church is the body of Christ. So it's called a series called The Body. So what I'm going to need in a minute is maybe some kids who, with your body, you can do something cool or interesting. Now, parents, I will rely on you to be the filter, to keep this clean and family-friendly as the kids come up here to demonstrate something interesting or cool. I'm double-jointed in my thumb. I can do that. That's about it. Also, I have these mystery holes at the top of my ear that I was born with, like a little hole, a tiny hole right there. I can stick an earring in there or anything. It's just something I was born with right at the very top of my ear. So that's, that's as interesting as I get. So kids, think about if you've got something interesting. But first... Now that I've distracted everybody, um, be praying this week. As you know, uh, maybe if you're new here, we rent space from this Methodist uh, church, and they have been lovely to be wonderful hosts to us. And we have been pursuing another location, and so there's been a build. There's a building downtown Farmington that we've been interested in, and we finally actually heard from the owner this past week. So we're going to be talking to him over the next couple of weeks. I would love for you just to pray. That, the, that God's will would be done, that the right steps would be taken, that uh, we could find an offer that would work for everybody involved. So just be praying this week, and we will keep you updated on that. All right, so we're going to talk about the body. How, any kids in here have something cool they can do? Anybody? I see a hand. Now, Kellen, you want to come up and show us? Okay. Gina, is this, do I need to, do I need to keep the microphone away? <laughs> this is Kellen. Everyone give a hand to Kellen. He can bend his finger all the way back. Okay, you stay up here. That's pretty cool. That's very flexible. Good job. Anyone else? Anyone else got something interesting they can do? I see a hand back there in a pink shirt. Come on up. Come on up. We want you to... Yes, welcome, 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 welcome. And tell everyone your name. Adeline. Adeline. Okay, Adeline, what can you do? Come stand right here and show everybody. You can do a cartwheel. That's better than me. Why don't you do... Can you do one right down the middle of the... All right, here we go. Excellent job, Adeline. All right, maybe a couple more. You, I see a hand right there. Come on up. Come on up. Something they can do. All right, what's your name? Kaden. Hi, Kaden. What can you do? You can move your ears? Well, I can move my ears, too. Oh, come here. Stand right here. He meant without his hands. Anyone see his ears moving? Yeah, Kaden. That's awesome. Okay, do we have one more? Yes, I see that hand right there. Come on up. You want to come up? and? <laughs> oh, no, already the, the, the family is shaking their head. Tell, every, tell everyone your name. Liam. Liam, what can you do? I can wiggle my eyebrows. You can wiggle your eyebrows? <laughs> All right. All right, now listen. Kids, stay up here. I have some interesting facts 
about your body, your human body, okay? Now, if you had to, well, you did a cartwheel. Let's say you had to walk down. You know, I'm not going to ask you to do it. What if you had to walk down to the end of the aisle and come back? How many, how many parts of your body do you think you have to move? Well, you need your feet, right? You need, and you need your eyes to see where you're going. That's kind of it, right? Well, did you know that in each of your feet, there are 26 bones just in one foot? Whoa. And over 33 joints, 100 muscles and tendons and ligaments. So you would need all those parts just for your feet to work. That's pretty cool, right? Now, this morning when you woke up and tonight when you go to bed, you'll be one centimeter shorter tonight than you were when you woke up today. Did you know we shrink during the day? Because all of our vertebrae and joints, they kind of just shrink down because of gravity. Isn't that cool? All right. Is it kind of cool? Yeah, you can say I'm shorter tonight than I was this morning. But then in the morning, everything's going to stretch back out, and you'll be back to your, your normal height. And you guys are going to keep growing. So don't worry, right? Okay. Did you know, everyone give me your worst frown. Make a frowny face. To frown, it takes 43 different muscles to frown, like really big frown. Some of you are working those muscles this morning really good. 43 muscles to frown, but only 17 muscles to smile. Huh? So it's easier to smile, right? So at home, you can say, I'm going to smile because it's easier. It's the easiest thing I can do is smile, and your parents will thank you for that. Now, your skin. Show me the skin. You see the skin? You got your skin all over? Your skin is going to completely regrow. You're going to regrow a whole new skin by the end of May. By the end of one month, you're going to have a whole new skin. Isn't that cool? Now, I got some bad news. In the minute that you've been up here, in your blood, 300 million blood cells have died. In one minute. But... Good news is, by the end of the day, your body's going to make 300 billion more by the end of the day. So you're good. You're not running out. You're not running out of blood cells. You guys got fingerprints? You got fingerprints? Do you know what fingerprints do? What do fingerprints do? You, you, have you ever been fingerprinted? You have? All right, we'll save that story for another day. Fingerprints. What's, what's cool about fingerprints? What do you know about fingerprints? <laughs> That's right. That's what the cops look for when you're an outlaw. So what do they do? They take your fingerprint because why? How can, can they tell it's you just from your fingerprint? Yeah, they can because your fingerprint is unique. It's not like anybody else's fingerprint in the whole world. But you know what else they do? Kind of like Spider-Man. It makes your fingers a little bit grippy, a little bit sticky so you can grab stuff. Huh? So you're like Spider-Man almost. So maybe at home you can try climbing up the walls today. With your fingerprints. Yeah, because they've got sticky fingerprints. They're climbing up the walls. All right, now, one last thing. Do you guys know what saliva is? Don't show me, but do you know what it is? Saliva? Like spit? You know the spit in your mouth? That's saliva. There's a gland called the salivary gland. We're not going to spit. We're not going to show. So these glands in your body make saliva. Okay? Now, saliva is mostly water. So when I was your age and I was in the back seat of my car and we were on a road trip, I would say, Mom, I'm thirsty. And you know what my mom would say? Just swallow. Just swallow. 
That's gross, right? I was like, that's a terrible idea. I don't want to swallow my own spit, but it's mostly water. But in also, so it's a weird thing. Parents don't do that. Just pull over and buy your kids a bottle of water or something, right? Or a Mountain Dew. You guys like pop? No? Crush? Orange Crush? That was my favorite when I was growing up, too. Okay, so saliva. Your salivary glands will make saliva. It's like the spit in your mouth. It's mostly water, but there's also stuff in there that helps your body digest food. And did you know in your whole life, your body's going to produce enough saliva or spit to fill two big full-size swimming pools? Isn't that gross? That's awesome. So those are just some of the cool things. Two swimming pools worth of spit in your whole life and 300 billion blood cells by the end of the day. So that's what you guys are hard working on, okay? So that's why you're so tired all the time. Your body's doing lots of cool stuff. Thank you for coming up here and showing me all those cool things. Can you give them a hand this morning? All right, we are going to need more volunteers in just a minute, in just a minute for a big game. And maybe the parents will get involved in this one. So we are talking about the body of Christ, how the Bible says that we are the body of Christ. What does that mean? What does that mean? Well, we know that Jesus came to earth a long time ago, about 2,000 years ago. He died on a cross and he rose again. Kids, we know that, right? Oh, I see that the picture went up because I saw the faces of the young gals in the front row. But Jesus, after he died and rose again, he ascended into heaven. So now, how is Jesus moving around the earth now? What is his body now? Well, it is you. It's me. It's us. We are the body of Christ. This is what the Bible says. This is how Jesus is moving throughout the earth. We are his followers. So we are doing things in his name. We are the ones bringing kindness. Boys and girls, when you bring kindness to your brothers or sisters, you are being like Jesus. You are being the body of Christ. Which means for everyone, grown-ups too, we are a part of something bigger than us. We don't just go through life with our faith thinking, well, I'm just going to go to church. I'm going to check that off the list. Church is just something I observe. It is about being a part of something. I have a couple scripture verses I want to read to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're going to read some verses. If you have a Bible, you can open it up to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Otherwise, we're going to throw them up there on the screen. 1 Corinthians 12, starting at verse 12, it says this. Can we put those up there on the screen? Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given to the one spirit to drink. Even, even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many. So we're talking about that. The writer of this Bible verse says we are part of the body of Christ. And when I see that, I first think unity. When he describes this, all of us, no matter who we are, are a part of one body of Christ. If we are a follower of Jesus, we are a part of one body. And he even says whether Jew or Gentile, slave or free, these are people who are opposite. These are people who would be very different. In today's world, it would be no matter what age you are, no matter what you think politically, no matter where you are as far as your background or your economic standing, what race you are, any sort of things that we can see as differences, what this says is we are united as the part of one body. So 
Kids, at school, if there's some people you think that are different than you or you don't really get along with, you can say, but we are still a part of the same body of Christ. We are united in that. Everyone is welcome to be a part of this body of Christ. And what I also see from those verses is that we are here and we have something to do. God has a plan for your life. Boys and girls, moms and dads, God has a plan for your life. Continuing on in verse 15, it says this. Now, now we're thinking about the human body here. Now, if the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, think about that. That would be pretty funny if instead of hands you had more eyes and instead of ears you had more eyes. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, God has placed the parts of the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. I'm going to stop there for a second. That last line, just as he wanted them to be. I love that the writer of this verse compares the body of Christ to the human body. All sorts of different parts, but all parts needed to work together to work to do some stuff, to do the things that we are supposed to do. So when I asked the boys and girls if they, I mean, that cartwheel right there that we saw Addie do, that cartwheel was pretty cool. I can't do a cartwheel. If I tried a cartwheel, I would have several parts of my body get injured. But she had, you know, all the different muscles. She had her brain sending signals to all her different muscles and ligaments and tendons, all the things that worked together for her to be able to do that cartwheel. This is how the writer of this scripture verse is describing the body of Christ. We all have a different part, and we all have to work together. The body works when all the parts are doing their job. Okay, so I have, um, I'm going to illustrate this. With, um, with a body. Don't be scared, kids. It's not scary. It's Mr. Potato Head, okay? There's Mr. Potato Head, okay? Now, here, here's the deal. I need, a, I need a helper. Who wants to come help me with something? Do we got a... Oh, Liam, I see that hand. That was like the, a very enthusiastic hand. You were, feeling, you were feeling that you missed out on the show us what cool things your body can do. I have a feeling, right? We're not going to ask you. Come here. You're, you're my helper this morning, right? This is Liam. Can you give Liam a hand this morning? Come on up here, Liam. Have you, come on back here with me. You'll be my assistant. Okay, have you ever seen a Mr. Potato Head before? Yes. Okay, so what do we got here? Give me some of the, give me, what do you see here? You've, what part, kind of parts does he have? You got? Um, hands, feet, a mustache, a mouth. Okay, so, and they're all in the right spot, right? So what I want you to do is to start, you know, maybe m- mixing it up. What if, take off his cool, his cool worship leader hat, and what if, um, what if, start mixing some stuff. What if, what if his eyes said, I'm tired of being eyes, I want to be where the arms are. I want to do where the arms are. Put the eyes where the arms are. Why don't you just start mixing stuff up? Just pull it, pull it right out there. You can just mix it up. So right now, we're just kind of disassembling the body, and we're going to say, I... Sorry, those are really stuck in there. We need to we need to break this guy in a bit. All right, okay. So see, we got see we got the, oh that's perfect right there, right where the eyes were. Now it's, he's like he's doing this. That's perfect. All right, so we got an arm that said I'm tired of being arm. I want to be where the eyes are. I'm an ear, but I'm tired of being an ear. I'm going to be where the hat is, or maybe we'll say that's the brain. And now we got where should the eyes go? Oh, I like that. Just do your thing, man. 
<laughs> okay, perfect. We're just mixing up. So the mouth is tired of being the mouth. Instead, the, the nose is going where the mouth is. Okay, now maybe throw in. All right, we got that. Perfect, we're mixing it up. All right, so what we've done is we've said now, all the parts of the body, I don't want to be an arm anymore because I'm tired of doing what arms do. I want to be the eyes because the eyes are cool. They get to see everything. And the eyes have said, I'm tired. Okay, now can you, can you hold that up and show everybody what potato head looks like? Look at that. It's funny with the hand right there. That's okay. His hat can... All right. So what we did now is we mixed up all the parts. The Bible says this is the way we are with our lives, that God has something for us to do. God has a job for us to do. You can stay right here, but you can put that right down. We have something else for you to do. Now, boys and girls, how many of you were a part of Thursday night's either Bazooka Boys or Polka Dot Girls recently? Any Bazooka Boys, Polka Dot Girls? All right. So there is a word that we kept talking about a few months ago. How God made each of you unique with different gifts and talents and abilities. That you were God's masterpiece. Yes, thank you back there in the back row. Awesome job. Okay, you are God's masterpiece. Do you know what a masterpiece is, boys and girls? When somebody paints and they think, I have made this painting unique and original and it is perfect just the way it is. Well, the Bible says that's the way you are all of us, that we are God's masterpiece. Not only how you look and your personality, but he's given you gifts and abilities. And so, as the body of Christ, we have to say, okay, what is my role? What is my job? I have to do what God has put me on this earth to do. I'm not going to worry about being another part that somebody else is doing. I have to make sure that I am doing my part. I am doing what God has asked me to do. Stay right there. I'll be right back. Because we have, oh, you know what we need? You know what we need? Can you, do you think you could reassemble this in the right form? Do you think you could do it fast? Do you think you'd maybe be the fastest person here to reassemble? All right, well, we're going to put this to the test because I just so happen to have a separate Mr. Potato. Can you take all the parts off of that one? Who wants to, who wants to try to race? Okay, I think it's a family service. So it's only fair that we have different representatives. So we have a boy. Any girls, any elementary age girls want to come up? Element, Phoebe, you want to come? Well, we need someone from the youth, too. Phoebe, you want to represent the youth? Phoebe, come on up. Represent the youth. Okay, do we need a girl who is in elementary school? Any girls or young, young girls, fifth grade or below? Oh, I, see a, I see a hand. Come on up. You can come on up. Yep, right there. Come on up. Can we welcome her? Oh, that's Addie. I didn't see who it was. Addie, so nice to have you. That's Addie. All right, now we should probably, I just so happen to have another Mr. Potato Head. So there's three, so we should have a race between you three, but we probably need a parent, right? <laughs> Any parents want to come challenge these kids and show them who's boss? We're All right, I see one willing parent. Zach, come on up. Zach. Because I just so happen to have a fourth Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> All right, so what we need to do, we're going to spread out. I have some, do I have some helpers who could come help with this? Because there's going to be a couple different challenges. We have, some pre, we have some helpers who are already here. So what we need you to do is take off all the pieces of the Mr. Potato Head first. All right, we're going to get ready. And we're going to have a race. Now they all have to be in the right spot. We're going to have a race to see who can assemble the fastest. There's glasses in there, but we don't need to worry about the glasses. All right. Are we ready? So this is round one. No mixing up pieces. All right. Now, who here is cheering for the parents division? 
All right, parents. Who here is cheering for the teenagers? Oh, that's pressure. How about who's here cheering for the boys? <laughs> you got some work to do. And how about the girls division? All right, so we need every part of the body in the right spot, including the worship leader hat. Okay, so here we go. On your marks, get set, go. This is... <laughs> Oh, this is tough. It's tight. It's tight. It's tight. And the parents. <laughs> Judges approve. I think, that, I think that's all the spots. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Everyone take it apart again. Take it apart again. We're going to up the difficulty a little bit. This time we are going to have you blindfolded. Now, what we need... What we need is everybody, it does, you can mix up the parts, but we just need all the parts in somewhere, okay, blindfolded. So we're going to put a blindfold on you. Everyone got their stuff ready. And there's going to be a time limit on this one, so the key is to just get a part of the body somewhere, all right? Can't see. Can anyone see anything? How many fingers am I holding up? Excellent. All right. So we're going to give maybe like 20 seconds or so. I'll start counting down. So we can be ready to go on your marks. As many pieces of the body put in there as possible in 20 seconds on your marks. Is that go? Here we go. Doesn't matter where they go. Doesn't matter where they go. Clearly, we have found the kryptonite for the grown-ups here. <laughs> Whoa. All right. In 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. All right. Hands down. <laughs> it's 10. All right. Blinds folds off. Let's see how we did. Well, there was one clear winner in this one who apparently doesn't need to see anything. Now, what we did is we took, a, took away one part of the body. We had you do it without seeing, and so clearly that was tough for the parents' division. Addie, you did a good job. Addie, let's give Addie a hand over here. That's a pretty great-looking Mr. Potato Head right there. And Phoebe, you, you had it too, right? You had all the spots, all just about. Oh, you got the arm where the mouth is. That's really good. How about a hand for Phoebe as well? Some of those are pretty funny looking, okay? So here's the deal. We have, um, we might give, give a couple of these away. Do you want to take a potato head home with you? All right. Addie, would you like to take a potato head home with you? Yeah? Okay. Now, teenagers and grown-ups, we're going to give these last two away at the end of service to the best listeners. All right. All right. Let's have a round of applause for our helpers today. All right, so that is an example of something, I'm sure. When we took away 
the ability to see, all of a sudden everything got a little bit more difficult. And the illustration is this. As I've been saying, we're part of the body of Christ. We have a job to do. We are God's masterpiece. That's that word, right, kids? Masterpiece. He has given us something to do. We have a task. And it's going to do no good for anybody in your own life if you say, God, I know you have gifted me in this, but I'd rather do this. Or in a church where you say, ah, I know that I could serve here, I'm supposed to do this, and this is what God has me to do. But instead of being an arm or a leg, I want to be an eye or a nose, or I want to do these things. And worse yet is what we could think of is, well, I just come to church. The people who do the things, I'm just a part of the body that just kind of doesn't do anything. The people who do the stuff are the professionals or the leaders. No, we want to dispel that rumor right away. There is a job for all of us to do. We all have a part to play in the body of Christ. So over the next few weeks, now the kids, you're only going to be in here today, but over the next few weeks, adults, we're going to be looking at different ways, different parts of the body of Christ, different ways that we can serve as a part of the body of Christ. I wanted to read later on in that verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, later on in that chapter, verse 27 says this, 1 Corinthians 12, 27 and 28. Now you are the body of Christ. And each of you is a part of it. And God has placed in the church, first of all, apostles and second prophets and third teachers, then miracles and gifts of healing, of helping, of guidance, different kinds of tongues. Look at all those things, and those are just a few of the things that the writer of this, the Apostle Paul, is writing to a group of Christians saying, you're a part of the body of Christ. And this is only going to work if everyone is doing their part. And some of you, it's going to be what he calls a pastor, someone who cares for people, or a teacher, someone who can explain things and help people grow, an apostle, someone who could start new things, an evangelist, someone who loves to share their faith and to, and to share their faith with others and to reach out to others, someone who is a prophet, someone who can just speak the truth, give words of guidance and wisdom. And again, this is not just the professionals. This is not, you don't have to have a degree. You don't have to have a Bible college education. This is something that God has gifted each of you. No matter how young you are, how old you are, God has a part for you to play. So as we wrap this up in about 10 minutes, all right, kids, you got 10 minutes you can give me? Grown-ups, do you got 10 more minutes you can give me? Yes. That woo might just win a Mr. Potato Head right there. This applies to each of us individually. Just think of you individually as part of the body of Christ. It's so important for each of us that we get past the point of just being observers in faith. Observers in faith, where we simply attend church, when we, and then in moving past that point where we say you realize that God has uniquely gifted you to play a part in the body of Christ. Now, what this does for us individually is it gives us a purpose. It gives us like a framework for your life where you can say, you know what? I now know why I'm here. I now know why God put me here. I now know that there is a purpose. I'm not just coasting through life. Students, whatever school you're in, you can say, I now know why God has put me here because I'm to be a part of the body of Christ. I'm to be Jesus' representative in this school, in this neighborhood, workplace, college, whatever, wherever you're at, you can say, I know that God has put me here for a reason, to have a job to do as a part of the body of Christ. It gives your life a purpose and a framework. It helps you decide, what am I going to spend my time on? What am I going to focus on? And it can be such a, an area of growth just for all of us individually in our faith. 
But more than individually, I want to talk about a local church, our local church, Homestead Community Church. We are a part of the body of Christ, right? And like Mr. Potato Head and like the human body and like the body of Christ, we all have a role that we can play. There is a spot for each of us to play. I have been so excited over the last few months just to see God building his church here, his local church at Homestead. I have been so excited just to see new families joining us. And if you're new over the past few weeks, we love that you are here. And if you are at a point where you're, you're, so the step you're comfortable taking is just checking out church and just kind of observing for a while, that's great. We're glad that you're here. We're glad that you're here. But as a way to grow for all of us, we have to get past that point where we say, I'm just going to come and observe. I'm going to come and be a spectator. We have to participate. And God is going to build his church when we all step up and realize that we have a part to play. We know that God is building his church here. We know that God is using his church to impact this community, this community of Farmington. We have a community that we need to serve, people that we can help. There are people in our community that are lost and hurting that we can help. We can be, as I've described, the dispensers of God's love and grace and mercy. So how is this going to happen? Is this going to happen if we all just say, I don't want to be a part of the body. I just kind of want to sit back and relax. Is that how it's going to get done, boys and girls? If everyone just says, I don't want to do anything, maybe boys and girls, when you're at home and your mom and dad say, we got to clean this house, right? Everyone has a job to do. And at our house, that usually means company is coming over as soon as mom and dad say that, right? If everybody sits back and says, I don't really want to do anything, we kind of end up with this. Do we, want a, do we want a church that looks like this? No, we got to have a church that has eyes and arms and mouths and hats and feet so that we can do the things that God has designed for us to do. We all have a part to play. Now, this is more than just you know, I guess I got to serve somewhere and, you know, pastor said, it's certainly not like a guilt thing, like, oh, begrudgingly, I guess I'm going to serve. What I love is that the way God has designed it, has created us, is that when we begin to serve others, we begin to feel alive. We begin to realize, you know what, God has invited me to be a part of the process. I get to participate and it fills us with joy and purpose and life. God could do all this on his own, but he invites us to be a part of the process. And that is such an honor. It's such a joy. When we were, if you were here Easter, remember we had a bridge up here, a little bridge that people came and walked across signifying that they had decided to put their faith in Jesus Christ, whether recently or maybe over the last years or some point in their life. And I loved that moment, seeing all these families, young and old, walking across this bridge. Well, I want you to think about that. And if you were here, you remember that. I want you to think about maybe next Easter if we do it again. Maybe some of your neighbors or friends or family members. Maybe some family members that are lost and hurting. Maybe there's people you know that their lives are falling apart right now and they are just in darkness. They are hopeless. They do not have hope in their life. Imagine next Easter if we have this bridge, seeing those people walk across that bridge with new life in Jesus Christ. And not only that, but that you would get to play a part in that. That God would say, you know what, I invite you to have a part in that. Maybe it's sharing your faith. Maybe it's just building a relationship. But what an honor for us to say, you know what, we are a part of what Jesus is doing. We are a part of the body of Christ. There is no greater joy that you'll experience than that, right? If you've experienced that where you've been a part of seeing someone's life be changed, 
There's no greater joy than that, right? Anyone, can I get an amen for that one, right? There's no greater joy than that. So we need you to be a part of this body, this homestead body. We have areas for you to serve. Steve mentioned it, just the, we need area people to help out with youth. We need people to help with kids. We've got lots of great ideas for different kids and making sure that our kids' experience on a Sunday morning is both safe, secure, and enjoyable, and all these things, and we just need some people to help. There's all, there is all sorts of jobs for you to do. There is enough jobs here for everybody in this room to have something that they could be a part of the body of Christ, and this is going to help Homestead Church make an impact in the community. It's also going to help you feel alive and connected and a part of something bigger than you are, and you know what? Part of what we're going to do here is if we run out of jobs and we have more people, we're going to just create new jobs. We're going to find new jobs. We'll find new things. This is how, this is the engine that's going to help Homestead community keep making an impact in Farmington is when people are serving, when people are playing their part. So we talked about individually. This is going to help you find purpose in your life collectively as Homestead Church. And finally, not just this church, but the big church around the world. What God is doing around the world, we are united. We are one body. God has gifted us and called us to play a part. And it might be setting up tables. It might be watching kids. It might be doing any number of things. But you recognize it is something that I'm doing to be a part of something bigger that is changing the world. Maybe it's more than that. Maybe you're going to step in over the next few weeks. You're going to realize God has gifted me in the area of evangelism where I just enjoy sharing my faith. And my part in the body of Christ is going to be telling people about the love of Jesus. Maybe it's going to be teaching others. We love what's going on in our kids' ministry, and we had some of our helpers. Linnea is doing such an awesome job. She's doing an awesome job teaching your kids. We need other people to step up who would say, I would love to be a part. Sunday mornings, Thursday nights, I want to help these kids learn about the Bible. I could teach. I could be, I have a pastor gift, you would say, and I, I want to care for people. I want to shepherd people. I want to help people who are down. Over the next few weeks, I'm praying that God is going to speak to each of us and show us all what role we could have, not just in this body, but in the body of Christ around the world. What could we do that we would allow God to use to change the lives of people around us? It's what we are here for, and you're never going to regret it. I'm going to close with one last story. Now, this is a story you maybe have heard, and it's found in Matthew chapter 26. I'm going to read it. It's going to be on the screen. If you have a Bible, you can turn there. Matthew chapter 26. I'm going to read verse 6 through 13 as we wrap up in a couple of minutes here. Matthew 26, starting at verse 6. While Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why this waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, Why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. 
Truly I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done will also be told in the memory of her, which is actually coming true today. 2,000 years later, we are still telling the story of this woman and her offering, what she did for Jesus. Now, boys and girls, you might think perfume, that's not all that expensive. You'll realize one day it actually is kind of expensive. But this is would have been like the most valuable thing. Think of the most valuable thing you have or your favorite thing, boys and girls. Think of the what you have that you would think is the most valuable. What I read this week is that bottle of perfume would have been about the same as a year's wages. So what you could earn in a year, that's what this bottle of perfume was worth. And she poured it on Jesus as a way of showing her thanks. Now, this story, I used this story a few weeks ago when we were talking about generosity. That story is often used when talking about giving an offering to God, giving our very best, and certainly it would apply in this way. This woman who was obviously thankful for what Jesus had done, saying, you know what, because of all you've done, Jesus, I can give my very best to you. And that certainly applies today in the area of serving, being a part of the body of Christ, saying, Jesus, you've done so much for us. What you know, why would we not give everything we have? But I've also been looking at this story in another way this week. And I want to ask this question. First of all, when is this happening? Jesus said it. What, what she has done, she's preparing my body for burial. Jesus is about two or three days away from being arrested and crucified. And he knows that. He knows what's about to happen. And so he is obviously going to be feeling some angst some mixed emotions. We see that, I preached on this uh, over the Easter weekend, how in the Garden of Gethsemane, he was to the point where he was in such anguish, saying, God, I don't know if I can go through with this. This crucifixion, this suffering, this what you have called me to do, I don't know if I can go through with this. This is only a couple of days before. So Jesus is going to be feeling some of those same things, like, is it worth it? Can I do this? Can I go through with this? He's going to be thinking of these things as this is happening. He would have certainly been feeling anxious and, and uh, worried about it, wondering, is it worth it? Is there another way? Another thing, look at where he is. Where is he? It says at the beginning, in the home of Simon the leper. Leprosy. Simon was a guy who had leprosy. This would have been someone that Jesus had healed. If he still had leprosy, he would not have been allowed in the house. Nobody would have been around him. Anyone who had leprosy would have been asked or told to stay outside the city because they were seen as unclean. It was such a terrible disease. Well, now they're at the home of Simon the leper with Simon the leper. Now, obviously, he has been cured and healed of leprosy. Jesus has healed Simon. So now he is also showing his thanks and praise to Jesus who has changed his life. Who else is there? Well, we know that woman is there who poured the perfume out. And she would have been one who was a recipient of the mercy of Jesus. Her life would have been changed. In another account of this story in the book of John, the same story, it's also mentioned that Lazarus is there. Now, you remember Lazarus? He was the one who was dead, and Jesus raised him back to life. So in this room, a couple of days before Jesus is going to give his life, he's obviously wondering, can I do this? Is there another way? Is it worth it? Can I lay down my life? He has this moment where he sees all these people. And when he says to that woman who poured the perfume over his head, he says, she has done a good thing to me. I like to think of it as this way. Jesus in that moment worried about if he can lay down his life and give everything, he looks around and says, well, here's this woman who's pouring this perfume on my head. 
And her life has been changed because she received the mercy of Jesus Christ. And then he looks and says, we're in Simon's house who used to have leprosy, and his life has been changed. He has been healed. His whole life has been turned around. And then he can look over there and see there's Lazarus. He was actually dead, you know, for a while, and now he is raised to life. I imagine Jesus in the midst of that moment wondering, can I do this? Can I go through with this? looking around and seeing all those lives who had been changed. And that's just a fraction of the lives who had been changed through his ministry. And in that moment, just having that moment of encouragement, saying, you know what? It is worth it. It is worth it. Laying down my life, it is worth it. Look at these lives that have been changed. Those who were dead brought to life. Those who were sick are healed. Those who were lost in sin now forgiven and free. It is worth it. I like to imagine Jesus in that moment, knowing what was coming, saying, it is worth it. I can go through with this. It is worth it when we lay down our lives for other people. So as a part of the body of Christ, when we function in the purpose that God has for us, we are going to see lives changed. Think about the future. Think about the impact that we're going to have. Think about someday when we throw another awesome party at church and we can look around as Jesus did that day, and we can look around and say, look at the people there. They were lost without hope in darkness, and now their lives have been changed. Imagine that with me. Think about months and years down the road, wherever we're meeting as a church. You can say, look at those people there. Their marriage was on the verge of ending, and now look at what Jesus has done. Their life has been changed. This person here was sick, and the doctors said they had no time left, and God healed them, and now look at what we get to see and be a part of. Imagine that with me. Do you get excited about that? Thinking about as we play a part in the body of Christ, as we serve, as we lay our lives down for others, we can see lives changed, eternities changed, those who are without hope having the hope of Jesus Christ. And so when we serve as a part of the body of Christ, no matter how young or old you are, we have a part to play. It makes a difference, and you will never, never regret it. You're never going to regret playing a part of what God has put you on this earth to do. Boys and girls, you hear that? God has something for you to do, and you're never going to regret living for him. Parents, God has something for you to do, and you're never going to regret laying your life down for him. Let's pray together. Thank you, God, for involving us. Thank you that we get to be a part of your body of Christ, not just in this church, but in everywhere we go Thank you that you give us a job to do, that you have made us unique with gifts and talents, that we are your masterpiece, unique and gifted to do the things that you want us to do. So help us to do that. Help us to always participate in your work throughout the world, in your work, in our schools, in this church, in our workplaces, in our neighborhoods. Thank you for all you are doing in us and through us. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen.